Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. On Twitter, a user named Budrino asked a very simple question. Who was Canada's least bad prime minister? And in reality, it's probably Lester B. Pearson. But at the same time, a lot of people in the comments were saying Kim Campbell and Charles Tupper because, well, they didn't have time to screw up, which, okay, fair. But this all made me realize that there's another objectively really good Canadian prime minister that almost never makes the news or has any kind of awareness within the Canadian landscape. And that's what's bothering me today. So the prime minister in question is Alexander Mackenzie, Canada's second ever prime minister and Canada's first liberal prime minister. The dude dropped out of school at the age of 13 to help his widowed mother when they were still living in Scotland. And over time, he eventually got into uh, masonry. He became a stonemason. He eventually immigrates to Canada. His stonemason business takes off and he eventually... Um, becomes part of like, I think a reformist newspaper called the Lambton Chronicle or something like that. And so that's how he gets in good with George Brown, one of Canada's main founding fathers. And with that, he eventually becomes uh, elected to the provincial legislature of the province of Canada, which was at this point in time, this union between Quebec and Ontario. And so this is where he gets his political start. And then as the gears for Canada start to move, and then the parties coalesce, Sir John A. Macdonald is the leader of the uh, Progressive Conservative Party, and Alexander Mackenzie eventually becomes the leader of the Liberal parties. And so he becomes leader of the opposition when Sir John A. Macdonald has his terrible uh, Pacific scandal, and he has to resign. Uh, his party is destroyed in the polls and Alexander Mackenzie and the Liberals are elected with a liberal majority in 1873, I think. Now, also in 1873 was a economic panic, which Alexander Mackenzie and his party really did not have a good handle on. So that's a problem. And that's probably part of why people don't remember him. But I want to talk a bit about the actual man who this was because there's some stuff about him that is actually quite fascinating and very telling and I think a lot of people in today's world would appreciate it and yet we never hear about it. So initially when Alexander Mackenzie was invited to form government the then governor general Lord Dufferin was actually kind of nervous because oh geez who's this guy who dropped out of school and isn't really educated and he's just a, a stonemason is this really prime minister material? By the end of his meeting, he was so impressed with Alexander Mackenzie that he had this to say. However narrow and inexperienced Mackenzie may be, I imagine he is a thoroughly upright, well-principled, and well-meaning man. And that's accurate because Alexander Mackenzie is pretty much one of the only early prime ministers to not be knighted because he steadfastly refused to be knighted setting it being at odds with his democratic principles. Mackenzie also greatly disliked the patronage and corruption that was just kind of inherent with Westminster style politics at that time. And let's be real, still to this day. He also oversaw the plans in the building of the West Block, part of the three main parliament buildings on Parliament Hill in the city of Ottawa, the nation's capital. 
And so on top of that, while being prime minister, Mackenzie quickly became known as a reformer, which again, being involved with a reform-based newspaper and also with one of Canada's founding fathers, George Brown himself, a reformist, naturally the guy wants to get into power and do some reforms. And that's what he did. So he tried to simplify the machinery of government achieved by apparently, according to standard definitions, a remarkable record of reform legislation. He introduced the concept of the secret ballot, which mm, he created the Supreme Court of Canada, basically stating that, hey, if Canada's going to be its own independent nation, then we need our own independent judiciary. So good on him for that. He also established the Royal Military College in Kingston, and he also like built Fort Henry. So there's this really weird story of him taking a tour of Fort Henry, and he asks one of the soldiers, hey, do you know how thick the wall is? And the soldier goes, oh, sorry, I, I'm afraid I don't know. He says, I do. It's like five feet and whatever inches thick. I know because I built it myself. Like, that's just silly, but also awesome. Mackenzie also created the Office of the Auditor General, which as many Canadians will know since, you know, the times of Stephen Harper till now is a very important and relevant position that has been a big part of bringing certain issues to light and keeping the government in check. So again, Good on you, Mackenzie. This guy was clearly very principled and even, you know, his political supporters and opponents all apparently agreed uh, that he was known and loved for his honesty and his integrity, which again, that's something that you'd think we would love and appreciate in prime ministers, be it past or present. And yet this guy never gets talked about. He also declined his knighthood, not once, but three times. It also declined being part of uh, the UK Privy Council, which is why he's also one of the early prime ministers to not be granted the title Right Honourable. The dude had principles, and while he only served one term because the Great Panic of uh, 1873 really didn't help his government, and so in 1878... Macdonald and the progressive conservatives were swept into power again. It's a very short legacy, but it's one that left very notable impacts on Canada. But we never talk about the guy. And it's weird, because we should talk about him. Because he was just, had integrity, was honest, forthcoming, and really held true to his principles, which for the most part seem to be good principles, such as, hey, we're an independent nation, we need our own Supreme Court, we should streamline the efficiency of government and actually make it work because this is a new country and everything, we gotta get this machinery rolling. The man did a lot, and yet we never celebrate him, and no one knows who he is. Which, again, it's a shame, because... If we're talking about some of Canada's least bad prime ministers, he's up there. And he was the second one we ever had. And he did some stuff that, again, in today's world, a lot of people would think is actually pretty cool and decent stuff. But no one knows about the guy. And that's what's bothering me today.